This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast episode 401. I didn't even have to research that after last week, uh, looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town, available each and every week on audio and video. Um, It's a depressing wintry time, but I'm sure the Ipswich Town, um, I don't know, the Ipswich Town media sphere will be very pleased to see David Diamond. Evening. Evening all. Evening all. And they will also be pleased to see Joe Fares, who I know has just been to Nando's. What did you get from Nando's, Joe? Oh, Joe. Um, I had some chicken thighs, but I went for hot rather than medium and sort of <sighs> regretted it slightly when I had to go and get a high chair and put my mask on. I was just breathing <laughs> fire into the back of my mask. Joe, I did see, see two Ipswich Town players there, but they were from the ladies' team today rather than ah. the men's team. Ah. Did you, did you want to name and shame? I, I, didn't, I didn't know who they were, but you don't see many sort of 19, 20-year-old girls walking around in Ipswich Town tracksuits. <laughs> no, it's, it's not the um, it's not the apparel for um, young ladies, is it? Um, Dave, I'm annoyed because on Sunday, my food order comes. Um, I get a nice, I've got a nice subscription for food. Um, get the text from DPD this morning. Elvis will be with you between three uh, 3.30 and 4.30, whatever it was. Gets to about 5.30. And I'm like, where's where's food now? Uh, and well, I realize, I where's, where's Elvis? I think well, Elvis must, has left left the bloody area, let alone you, the building. You, you must hey. have had a suspicious mind as to where he uh, cooks. I had, a, I had a very suspicious mind. He's somewhere off in the ghetto, um, down down, <laughs> in the, down in the other in the other um, in the other part of town there. But he was always on my mind for those two hours. This has to stop now, doesn't it? I, I will win. Um, check out, check out of Heartbreak Hotel and just get moving. <laughs> um. So I click the DPD thing and um, there's a picture of a house that is clearly not mine. And I live on, I live in quite a big village with a lot of similar looking houses. So I think I'm going to be like Sherlock Holmes here, Dave. And I'm looking at the porch and the shape of the porch. And I even look at the reflection trying to read the van. And um, Shaley and I have literally just driven all the way around looking for this um <laughs> thing couldn't find it there's a there's a thing called spotted wixoms for where we live to give away where i live by the way um she posted it on there the woman who um whose house it is said oh that's my house i'll look on my ring doorbell well you know what elvis did he obviously trashed the food or whatever didn't even put a parcel down just took a picture of a random house i've had to go to marks and spencer's garage because everything's closed of course and buy two pepperoni pizzas. Yeah, no, I can. I share you your in, egg I, onto it. I share your indignation. <laughs> I, share I, I didn't, Joe. I was I was that hungry waiting for my food. 
And I'm drinking beer instead of wine. Out of what were you supposed to? Is that, is that be, are you only drinking beer because of your non-delivery? Then is that is that why? Was there wine involved well, no, within um, the delivery? I just didn't fancy wine this weekend, so I went for went for beer. I haven't had beer in ages. Joe's got a. Uh, is that what would you call one of those big um, double pint glasses, Joe? A, a Stein. A Morris Stein. There you go. That was so quick. We almost had that one rehearsed, didn't we? Um, David Diamond, uh, Kane Vincent Young is back in training. Speaking on Friday, uh, TWTD reports, manager Paul Lambert said he's doing really, really well. By the way, this is a podcast about Ipswich Town. We're going to start talking about Ipswich Town now. I, uh-huh. I, 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 did, I didn't really set that up very well, did we? Um, he's doing really well. I mean, really well. And hopefully on Monday, we'll see, we'll start to see him train with us, which is a great sign because he's a really good player. He's not played for, <laughs> he's not played for a year now. So hopefully oh, on Monday, <laughs> he starts to join in with us. He's not done any sessions like that before. Not with us, not with the team. He'll need a few weeks, probably. Some games under his belt. We'll try and arrange things for him. But it's a huge bonus for us. Um, first of all, you can speak about the difficulties of trying to speak the way Paul Lambert speaks. When you're, it's a weird style of short little um, half sentences. Uh, I think that's what he's, short little sound bites almost now, isn't little it? Little sound bites. But yeah. anyway, Dave, you, I and all Ipswich fans are probably huge fans of uh, Kane Vincent Young. And, yeah. and it looks like early next year. What are your views on this? Can't come soon enough, can can it really? You know, a fit, a fit, and fit is a key word. A fit came Vincent Young will obviously be a, a big plus, a big plus to us. So really can't come quick enough. Chambers, but look, not to degrade, you know, Luke Chambers has done a really half decent job until I'd say, funny enough, last couple of games, probably last two or three games at right back. He's had a really decent season. Um, but yeah, you know, if Vincent Young's back then, it gives you it gives you options. Well, certainly gives you potentially another, like it or not, another centre half option there. Because you'd think he would just slot into that into that right back position, um, and possibly. But you know, we we spoke about sorry just quickly. We spoke about last season him possibly even playing further forward, which would then you know enable Chambers to stay there. But now I see him coming back at right back. Joe, what does he what does he add to it? What does he add to the to the team that is lacking at the moment? Well, I, th- I think you've got to play him at the back because it's just the way he can just gobble up space, and he needs that. He needs to be able to run from deep. I, f- I sometimes find you see these really good attacking fullbacks, and you try and play him in midfield, and they don't have that fifty yards of space to run into, and it just sort of negates what they're good at. But the big worry for me is that he's been out for a year. How long is it going to take for him to get back to what he was? Because we've seen yeah. with even like your sort of Teddy Bishop, he f- he's finally got there, but it, t- it seems to take months and months of being. Freddie Sears again. It's just they don't players don't come back from a year out and sort of hit the ground running. And he's obviously got to learn these um, really complicated patterns of play as well, which might take another few months on the training <laughs> ground. I didn't fully appreciate it. But I was talking to a Cole U fan in the week and excitedly said to him, "Oh, came Vincent Young's back." You know, he said, "He said, yeah." He said, um, first of all, he said he does sort of play it down a bit." He said, "Oh, you took he wasn't the best player you could have taken. You could have taken Frankie Kent, who's now at Peterborough." I, Perhaps disagree with that, but anyway. But he said, um, and he's a cold you season ticket. He said, always had injuries. He said, always, always, not always injured. He said, always had little injuries some somewhere along the line. So I don't know. I know I didn't really look back. Perhaps I should have looked back at his cold you record after that, but I didn't. But look, yeah, he's what you do, what you will get with him is what is the word? Yeah, as Joe said, he's running power, but athleticism. He, he's a top athlete, Pace, top player. athleticism, yeah, yeah. everything. Um, Everything we Alan, haven't got at the moment. Do you remember when Alan Shearer used to get injured? He had two big injuries, didn't he? And he took about coming back, hitting the ground, running. He, he like, Five, scored ten he? in his first ten games, didn't he? Or something crazy, crazy. Um, yeah. Joe Marcus Evans has backtracked slightly on the statement we had uh, the other day and apologised for using the wonderful term uh, which I referred to in. If it, I, I sent it in the WhatsApp group, an article I wrote um, this week uh, pertaining to Rotherham. Um, in not so glowing terms. Um, I, for one, uh, the Evans says, have probably not helped the recent frustrations by my be careful what you wish for comment with regards to the calls by some for a change in management. It was not meant to offend nor defer blame for past mistakes. If anyone took offence, I apologise. To be clear, I've not been swayed in the past. When making important decisions for Ipswich Town, some have been good, some poor. I'm 100% responsible for all of them. Joe, are you uh, remotely interested in... um, Marcus Evans' apology about saying, be careful what you wish for. No, the only statement I'm waiting to hear from Evans is the one saying Paul Lambert's been sacked. 
<laughs> By the way, um, if you're watching online, I can bring uh, Joe's display name up, which we, we're not going to say. We're going to bring it up. There we go. It's not DD62 or Benjamin Bloom, let's just say. Um, but, but we've, like, for the start, it was, it, that part of the um, statement was just so ill judged, wasn't it? Everyone that read it, it was, it was, it was rubbish, every person, yeah. and it's just oh, like, has, no, has nobody checked this out? Has, has yeah. nobody thought I'll have a read of this and this is going to come across really bad? Even the ap- apology is a, if you were offended, I apologize. Oh, it's a little bit apology, of a. I still didn't get it, but also just quickly back to Vincent Young. I just I've just had a look, and in his last two seasons at Colchester in the league, he played thirty eight and then forty games. So I think it was I think it was sour grapes from my yeah. Colchester Col U supporting friend. I think still vexed about Burley, isn't he? Dave, Dave on that um, slight so. half retraction from um, Evans. Yeah, I mean it was a bit contrite, wasn't it? It was just half half-assed contraction, really. I just didn't. Doesn't it does almost Ben doesn't interest me anymore as Joe said. All you really want to see now is is that is those headlines that, that Joe's got for his uh, for his moniker this evening. Yeah, <laughs> so um, not interested. Uh, not interested bit in what he's got to say anymore, really. And I think it goes for most of the fans, really. Now, just, just quickly, go out of your way to watch this show on YouTube. I'm very interested in Joe's Morris Stein here. Joe, you went for a little lift there. Where is it not possible to lift it by the handle? He's he's gone for the. Oh, wait, is it weight thing? If you lift it by the handle, is it almost a... <laughs> I'm going to do it with my piddly oh, little so That is huge. That looks like it should have some flowers in it, Joe. <laughs> I couldn't feel less manly here, Dave, because Joe is literally drinking from a glass four I've times got, the I've size got a pint, of mine. A pint. I feel inadequate. Oh, I've got a pint. I've got the half, totally. got the half pint, the pint, and the, the double pint. Um, guys, it was Portsmouth this um, last weekend, and there is the recent Portsmouth form there. Uh, draw, win, draw, win, FA Cup, okay. One defeat and a couple of victories. Portsmouth up there in the top six in the table. Um, I did a Portsmouth podcast the other day and the guy was very surprised when um, when he asked me what my prediction was, Dave. And I said, you're in the top six, we'll lose 1-0. Um, but Dave, was there um, an air of predictability, another... Um, side up at the top of the table coming to Portman Road. I've said it right the way through, Ben, exactly what we are predictable. And if you look back again, if you look back through those Pompey results there, there's, I think, a 2-0 home win over, significantly over Peterborough, did I see? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they've gone 4-4-2 and stuck Marquis up top with a partner. And when you saw the way we lined up yesterday, yes, so, so predictable. All right, again, perhaps injuries you know, injuries, you know, meant that perhaps there was no other way really. But look, I'd still at home. I know I bang on about it and perhaps I'm old fashioned and an old git and probably I am. But I would have played, you know, they finished the games quite strongly at Plymouth, you know, with a two up. And I'd like to have seen that yesterday. But no, it wasn't going to happen. Dave, I feel guilty when you apologise for saying you want to see two up top. I think that comes from me barracking you about it. Over oh, from, yeah, from day and, one almost, yeah. From day one of the... From, what I will we're, say, though, Dave, is indifferent to your um, opinion on that, is that um, if you've got no real pattern of play, you may as... And I said this last time... Well. You may as well stick two up top and try and try and get the ball into the box. But yeah. also, you're talking like Lambert's quotes earlier in the week, saying the engine room is missing. We haven't got we haven't got the midfielders. Exactly, miss a mountain. Just just and this, uh, the way the game's going as well. Just just play over their heads. Just put Hawkins <laughs> up there, lump the ball at him, and he's saying, "Oh, I don't want. I want to get away from playing long ball. Well, I want to get out of this league, and you've got to do what you've got to do to pick up and points, then, don't you?" And, and then, sort of, you know, spoiler alert: towards the end of the game, when he did kind of go two up I guess it was so kind of two up he pulled Jackson off and put and played you know Dry, Dryden and Hawkins it's uh, all right and then subsequently says oh we need to protect you know Jackson he's had injuries need to protect him yeah I'm sorry I just uh, I, 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 you know, I, was, I was hopeful yesterday turned up yesterday before I saw the team I thought do you know what he may bite the bullet here and go with Hawkins and no way he was going to do it yesterday. but no no you're right Joe you're right just briefly, guys, because um, I didn't have this down in the running order. Um, obviously, we should mention that you were both there yesterday. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and we haven't. Um, Joe, you're in the hospitality bit. And Dave, you're in the pioneer in the in the top tier. Um, do you want to go Maybe. first, Joe? How did Maybe. your um, how did your match experience uh, sort of 
pan out yesterday? Yeah, it was fine, really. It was, it was quite scaled back in there from what you're used to, but like there was no draft beer, so I had to stick to bottles what? of beer, which was a <laughs> sort of first world problem. Did, did but, you take your style? There was there wasn't there wasn't many in there. There was only sort of, sort of 23, 24 people in there where normally you'd expect a minimum of sort of fifty to sixty people. So I don't know whether that's to do with the allocation that the hospitalities have got out of the two thousand, whether the two thousand count yeah. towards I, I I don't really know. You but know it, it was fine. Stuff happened, Joe. Did you ever compare and a man of the match and a player up? We, we didn't yeah, Walkie was there. Um, we had the compare there. We didn't have a man of the match come up and there was no team sheets handed out and, for, and anything that needed to be handed out wasn't done. There was a virtual quiz which I won, so I've got another month. <laughs> <laughs> You wouldn't have won it if Diamond had been there, I tell you. No, but, probably, but I had, a chat, had, had a chat to Walkie and he's sort of the sort of as non plus as the rest of us with it at the moment. Um, David, what what was your so you won the ballot or I, I mean I don't believe it. I mean you're a you're a you're a big mover around Ipswich. I don't believe <laughs> yeah, you, right. I don't believe you won the ballot. I I, I believe there's some skullduggery getting you getting think you in so? there. Do you think so, yeah. I, you, I know you've got friends in high places, but maybe um, because maybe, maybe because I've been a season ticket holder for twenty years, perhaps is that stand <laughs> you in good stead? I don't know. Former no, and a, a former, random ballot, Dave. And I've got to say I, I don't know I mentioned this to you before. A former the one of the original corporate hospitality holders where Joe goes, um um fortunately enough in um <laughs> um, 2000, 2001, and then in 2001, 2002. But they were kind of nice days to be in there. But anyway, I'm sure they're, they're I very nice. A few times, actually, Dave. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Yeah, you remember? You remember? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was yeah, not great, really. So you turn up. Um, I was given on your ticket. You're given a slot to turn up, which is like between two and quarter past two. Which I think I tweeted out to you boys. Probably the earliest I've been at a match, you know, at a home match, and sat down non-corporate for like 30 years, probably. Um, yeah, straight up, straight up to your seat. You have to keep a face mask, face mask on at all times. Um, um, yeah, and it just restrict the movement. Nothing open, no concourse open, no food, no drink, nothing. You can take stuff in, you know, in a, I think almost like a flight in like a clear plastic bag or, you know, so it's visible. Um, just about allowed out of your seat to, to um, have a comfort break, which at my age, obviously that's certainly two in the first half and at least one in the second. And... Um, <laughs> Yeah, the bit that got me was, and I, for, again, and I never, ever leave. I will, you know, no matter what's going on, I'll always stay to the last whistle. But at the end, <clears throat> but at the end Joe probably heard this, there was an announcement that said that... Staggered exit, yeah. Please stay in your seats till the steward tells you to go. And by that time, I was just so depressed. 90 minutes, I was out and gone. You and know. What, what did you do in the 45 minutes? Sat there in the seat in What can you do? Sat there, the you know... Looking around, looking at my phone. Oh, just, just, yeah, it's not. I, I, I personally just didn't enjoy it at all. I mean, okay, the match obviously subsequently didn't help, but yeah, I, it just wasn't the same. I, I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I won't be. Um, I don't think um, I'll be um, participating in many more ballots. I probably preferred to watch it on iFollow yesterday. To be fair. But it's Whack great. Him. Good to go. Good to go just to get back to the ground and stuff. And I popped into the shop and picked up a couple of things and stuff like that. But yeah, not 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 great. Yeah, it's it's it just it was odd. I don't know what Joe thought about the whole thing, but yeah. see, see, mine was quite easy because I got in there a normal time to what I normally would. Yeah, it's you a little get in bit there early, and I and at two minutes to three, I walked out from where I was sitting to go and sit in my seat. At half time, I could come back in. Full time, yeah, I could so come no back in. So, you, really? no real difference for me. But the only thing I did notice is in the south stand after this eighty fifth minute announcement that no one could leave, every, people were still every- just getting up and going. And but over in the cop in the co-op stand they did have stewards on each gangway but in I the still, south stand still walk out before the final i think at the final yeah. whistle you can they wouldn't have let you just you at the final whistle you couldn't go out your seat and walked out obviously not yeah. but yeah before i, I left that, i think the the ball i might have played at you know a minute of ex, in, injury time and that was it i was gone it was um yeah they're fairly officious still there was a geezer uh couple of you know a few a couple of seats a few seats to my right who was wearing like a snoo type thing and obviously it had dropped for god's sake it dropped beneath his nose and the steward come up and made him put it on properly so i could get you a mask you know whoa but yeah it's it's what he had yeah i won't be hurrying back nobody told me there'd be days like these nobody told me there'd be days like these strange Um, days indeed ben strange days strange days indeed and it was um didn't we have the what anniversary was it for john lennon Recently, 40, mate. 40. 40th of his death, oh, yeah. birthday, 8th of December. Yeah, yeah. Nobody told me there'd be days like these. I'm just sitting here watching the wheels go round and round. <laughs> I love that song, man. Um, yeah, 
Remember that day? Well, remember that day. Crikey. Uh, There is your um, Ipswich Town team from the weekend, Joe. Cornell in goal. Chambers, Wolfenden, McGuinness, Ward across the back. Nolan and Dazelle um, with Lancaster, Judge, Dobra and Jackson ahead. Joe, your thoughts? Well, it was very much a 4-2-3-1 this time round, wasn't it? Yeah. It wasn't a 4-3-3 in any shape or form. It was Dazelle and Nolan sitting deep and subsequently Dazelle and McGavin sitting deep. But I so it was it was a team I expected to play, but I still would have gone 4-4-2, just trying to actually unsettle them a bit. They would go 4-4-2, just match up with them and try and stick Hawkins up there against his old club and try and get some joy out of their defenders. David? Yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, obviously, Nolan went off fairly early doors, didn't he? But he wasn't having, I've got to say, even by his standards, he wasn't having a particularly good game. An- another um, muscle injury since our fitness Another muscle injury. And again, Scotland. I think, Joe, you might have tweeted this or something. If you look, if he plays, he's got, I thought I'd play him as a 10. If we're going to persist with this, I'll play, play him as a 10 because, you know, we know he has got that ability to score goals. You know, he showed it last week. Time and again, you know, he's, if if Nolan plays for me, he's got to play further forward. He can't play that deep role. He can't. He really can't. Just too safe. No, mm. you know, if that's what we've got, you know, at this moment in time, and he's and he's in the team, he needs to play further forward. Just uh, Joe, though, if it's a double pivot, Downs and Dazelle would be really good, wouldn't it? Going uh, going forward well, at some point. Well, Downs does so much running that he sort of covers the deficiencies in Dazelle's game, which is his yeah, that'd be perfect defensive think, work, isn't it? But I think you've just answered a question in the tweets, haven't you? There. Oh dear, my apologies. Um, <laughs> right, look, let's let's just go to the first goal so we don't um, labour this. I've got screenshots for you guys. Um, Ooh, uh, so we, we could, but yeah. So uh, do go out of your way. Episode, uh, episode four hundred and one. We've moved on a lot. Oh, we have. We have moved we really on. Really On audio. So um, that is Williams with the back heel flick in the build up. Um, you can see Harness is just. Um, Making a move down the they right. Look very similar, those two. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there is Stephen Ward not covering himself in a lot of glory with that attempt to block this cross. He's expecting it to be floated in and it's going to be cut back. And then here is uh, the ball into the box. Uh, Wolfenden and McGuinness both get suckered towards it, cut behind them. Marquis lay off to... Um, Williams, unfortunately, the aforementioned John Nolan is now actually standing still and has not tracked um, Williams' run into the box. Um, so, look, when you watch, Dave, when you watch the goal back on TV, you're like, oh, good, quick pass, bish, bash, bosh. But um, there's a lot of deficiencies there. But, there were, to be fair, it came yeah. from a throw. I think initially it came from a throw on the right. And there was some quite good one-touch play before it even got to that interchange between... Um, Williams and I won't call him Harkness. I see old Liverpool left back. <laughs> Williams and Harness. Um, and you know when I when I when I saw it live, obviously I was up, up pretty much up the other end. But I was, when I saw it live, you know I thought, yeah, that's a really good goal because it was sharp. The passing was sharp, and that little flip. especially that little Marquis touch at the end. That's a sign. Oh, that was a great player, not shoot he, there. He could have just completely lost his head there and just swung at it. You know, a four centre forward, what six yards out? Have, you know, well, he, he, did, he had he the presence of it as well and put it perfectly. Really good awareness, and he just you know perfectly waited and. For for the for the lads' first goal in, in a, I don't know two seasons, in, I think they said was well, certainly the first goal this season. Yeah, really good finish. You know, Cornell had no chance at all. But yeah, that you know, looking back at that, there was pretty sloppy by Ward and perhaps I don't know who lunges for the balls. It it was Wolf and Wolf and Norm McGuinness. Perhaps they could have stayed on their feet and maybe had a better chance of getting a connection. But no, it's, it's a good. It's it's yeah, from there from there and when he passes it back, it's a really good finish. It's a, I, I think it's a well worked goal. Personally, Joe. Yeah, I, I agree. It's a well-worked goal, but it's sort of it, it comes up again for the second goal. But the midfield just do not follow their runners at all, sort of thing, do they? And it's it's, it's embarrassing, really. You look at the, I know Ward well, yeah, is, no, is not that great is, across, but you look at that back Nolan, line. It's Nolan, isn't it? Um, yeah, from the, the back four are the back four are in relatively decent position, aren't they? For it, that that well, sort of from the cross that they they are in a line. They have got their distances right. And then all of a sudden, it's well, like John Nolan just doesn't just doesn't go with him, just doesn't follow him, just 
just, but just let, are we being a bit harsh there? I mean, do we know as he? I mean, Spears to be running there. Do we know as he picked? You know, as he picked up his injury by then? You, you it just it is close. To, it is close to that point. But yeah. I think we're in. I think but we're you're in. right. He's 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 classic, and I've said it before. How many times I said this? Nolan's there. His ball watching. And he's let his man run off him. I totally agree. We're in two things can be true territory, though, here, aren't we? It's a good goal with deficiencies, isn't it? For for sure. Um, oh, so usually are, you know, you, you've stolen my thunder here for the um, second goal because I watched this um, goal back. Um, so the free kick goes in. Um, it's then lobbed back in. And all I could think of, and Dave used to say this on the pod, about Cole Skews covering in and winning headers. Mm. Uh, this ball gets lobbed back in. And unfortunately, you can see Andre Dezel, all three Pompey players' goal side. A, a Cole Skews or a defensive midfielder would have just back in there. stayed back onto the play and gone in for, you know, been in that, been in that zone. Um, Curtis, I don't expect to be beating Chambers in the air either. That was a, that was a weird one. Gets the flick on. Um, Joe, do you want to go first on this? And then um, is it just a case of not resetting after the, um, after the initial set play was cleared? There's definitely an element of that, but with regards to Curtis winning that head o- over Chambers, I I don't I don't know what happened, but I from the south stand end, so I'm talking a hundred yards away from it, you could tell once that ball was in the air that Chambers wasn't going to win that header, he, it, whether he was caught under the ball, whether yeah. he was, you 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 could see he wasn't winning that header for for whatever reason. He, as a centre back, you expect him to beat a winger, but I could see he wasn't going to win it when the ball was in the air. But yet no midfielders have read that, and it's like. I've not played football at any level of any of any note at all. I'm a hundred yards away, but I I knew he was going to lose that header. He just wasn't set right for it. And but our midfielders like again, it's Dizel, it's McGavin Dizel, just there. McGavin's in at this point. But so do you know, I looking think, at that, Joe, what what happens? You're right. He's not set. He gets caught under the ball. So hence and, he, and Kurt's got a run Chambers, on him, hasn't he? Chambers has got no run at the ball. So he's just Chambers is sort of jumping vertically from the ball from a standing start. Where I think Curtis has got the jump, the run on him, the jump on him. So he actually has made a, he's run on and, and, and got some purchase leverage in his jump. But yeah, Chambers, I think, just gets stuck under the ball in that second phase of play. But it's crap from then on because, I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's, well, he's, he's virtually on the edge of the six-yard box. How much time? And then, yeah, it doesn't really show that because by the time he hits it, he's controlled. I don't, I'm not sure he hits that first. Does he hit it first time? I can't remember, I but so, yeah. he's got a lot. He's got a fair bit of time before he's at McGuinness or Wolfenden gets anywhere near him. That shot's away now, and Wolfenden's nowhere near him. That's, that's beating the keeper there. And yeah. by the way, um, just to mention, Cornell in goal didn't have any chance for. Um, no, I no, I generally thought he half decent game got done by a cross in the second half. Other than that, he made a hell of a save he made second half. Yeah. I, thought, I thought he had half decent game. But you look back at the sort of goals we've conceded in recent games, the whole game, the Charlton game, a lot of goals are coming similar. from similar sort of crosses worked tend to be down the left, uh, sort of our left-hand side, getting crosses in, them getting stabbed out by the defence and their midfielders being there to to take them without our midfielders getting the right uh, side, getting the right side of them. And Joe, you've, uh, you've absolutely nailed that because the whole danger of 4-2-3-1 is if you don't have defensively minded double pivot or a um, midfield, the, the forward midfielder, uh, say on the left-hand side, can come back. You will get done down the flanks over and over again. That requires a little bit of rotation. I know Dave likes his old school four four two, where you just double it up down the side, don't you? You have the you have the midfielder who tracks back in front and covers the fullback if the ball's down that side. So if Dave that is not coached properly, then go figure. No, you're going to concede. You're going to concede time and time again. And there is where I think you're, you're probably right, Ben. And not look, I'm not championing him to be playing now. Not especially if Downs if and when Downs is fit, but. Yeah, Skews, Skews did a lot of that, a lot of that for us over the over the past yeah, few seasons. You just sit there and just mop stuff like that up time and again. I, I, very I, under, I've said before, very underrated in the air. Not underrated, but very good in the air. You win a lot yeah. of those. Seldon got beat in midfield with a ball in the air, Skews. And Dave, yeah, I'll, I'll add as well, I'm by no means championing him to be playing, but he would have been the one player when that ball got cleared the first time who would have just held his run and yeah. just waited and sensed the danger. And of course, it's... Dazelle, who's a forward-thinking player, and McGavin, who's a bit more defensive but a young player. And they've obviously yeah. just run, both run forward five yards, haven't they? As yeah. The ball's got clear, yeah. not knowing it's going to come straight back. Um, Dave, there's the uh, stats for the first half. Uh, 53-47 in Ipswich's favour on possession. Uh, six to four shots to um, Pompey. Three on target apiece. One big chance to Pompey. Um, 
the, the I, numbers... I'd, have said, I'd have said Dobra's chance was a big chance. Dobra's right? chance was. Yeah, I have that one. Yeah. Um, uh, look, look, that, um, was, that was a nil in nil. Terms but... of, in, in terms of big chances, this is an algorithm uh, plotting positions on the on the pitch. It's not my opinion or anything. So yeah, I know what you mean about the the Dobra chance. I guess. Um, there might have been pressure on the shooter. It might have been at an angle. But that's a really um, good. I didn't realise at the time until I saw really it. Back. That's fame, a really good bit of play. That's a really good bit of play. He did a sort of like a really. He sort of really dropped his shoulder, didn't he? And made, and made himself a yard. That's really good. Just chain uh, finish. Just didn't quite. Couldn't find the corner, could he? The, the point yeah. I was going to make, though, Dave, um, a tight, a tight first half, and you're going in two nil down. Yeah, yeah. But how often have we seen? How often have we seen that? Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, the second goal, what was it? 44th minute, was it? Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely. NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing. NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with McDelivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24 7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Uh, pass. I, I haven't got the times up. Yeah, killer. Absolute killer. Yeah. yeah um, into the second half. Look, um, I because I know this gets asked in the question. So I'll, I'll just bring up the substitutions um, here. So obviously, McGavin comes in in the first half. So we've started with the 4-2-3-1. So it's Bennett's in for Judge on 61. Uh, Drynan in for Jackson on 62. And then the second uh, forward comes in on 70. Joe, um, how did this second half play out? And what what could Lambert have done um, better to chase a 2-0 deficit? Well, we could have chased it for a start. That would have been a nice nice thing to see. But... But the second half, like I think Dave texted you in the game, there was just a resignation around the team, around the stadium. It was just, there was no way in a million years we were getting back in that game. We, we could have played all night and not scored. And, and like I say, I think it just sums up Lambert's muddled thinking with the strikers. You've got three strikers available. One of them can play, is better playing off the shoulder. Two of them are better playing back to goal. We play the one who's better playing off the shoulder up on his That's own. The <laughs> and then when we take him off, we bring the two that prefer playing back to goal together as a partnership. And it's just, it's just, it's, it's just basic, isn't it? It's, and he's talking about this philosophy. He's talking about wanting to do the right things, but bloody hell, try and win some games of football because that's that's what he needs to do at the moment, isn't it? And our best chance of winning a game of football was to, to sort of try and create something with Hawkins and Jackson, Drinan and Jackson, but not Jackson on his own. And like I say, yeah, we might lose control of the game in midfield, but ultimately we, did, we, didn't, for, we didn't get control of the game put game at any point yesterday. Um, I, I felt sorry for Jack. I'll just jump in first. I just brought up the second half stats there. Um, Pompey just sitting back. Um, 60% possession, Ipswich 40. Pompey, one big chance to Pompey. No shots on target in the second half. No no big chances created. Um, so Pompey sat back in that game 
They missed a free header within two minutes of the second oh, second half starting. A really, really easy header. They yep. hit the bar with a header. They hit Twice. the bar with a shot. Yep. And then Cornell, Cornell made save. a brilliant save from Raggett. So the team that needed to, didn't need to score, who didn't even seem to break sweat in that half, had four had the four best chances of the game. That game could easily have been four 0 yesterday, and I don't think we would have had any cause for complaint there. Not at all. Had that not been four 0 Yeah, Dave not on the on the second half. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, good easily. And, and again, I think <clears throat> could have been Joe that tweeted out that, you know, I could have been Jordan, my son. I can't remember who said, oh, you know, 2 0. But you can see the pattern of this, you know, 2 0. Okay, it's 2 0 lost. Yes, we all know who were there and saw it. Could have been four or five easily. But Burton at home Tuesday night, you get a spawny 1 0 win or something like that, and everything's bright in the world again, you know. Is that sort of game? That game almost needed a. A, a shock score, a five or a six nil almost. Sounds, you know, really want to hope for that, but that's almost what it needed to perhaps add some more fuel to the fire. But, you know, as it looks, two nil and then a two nil defeat. But like I said, then go and get a narrow win over Burton and, oh, everything's all right again. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. This is some quotes from Paul Lambert at the end here. Uh, we have to beat the top teams, the Blues boss admitted. Uh, thank you to Phil and TWTD, by the way. Uh, we've, we have to get our big players back. We're going to need a magic wand to get those guys back because it's important. We need them back. He does speak in a weird way, doesn't he? Uh, <laughs> Eddie Bishop, Flynn Downs, Cole Skews. You need that engine room back. And at the minute, it's not coming back any time. There's a lot of backs in there. He's just, he's just leaning so heavily. Into, this injury thing is obviously what's saving his job at the moment because he is just leaning so heavily into it now, isn't he? But again, the injuries, Joe. I was thinking of this earlier on today, the injuries. Um, Quion Edwards. Again, he's, he's someone who's got injured, what, three games ago, four games ago? He just yeah. disappeared. Yeah. I don't think anyone's, anyone said anything about how his injury is, what status have you heard? I haven't. No, no. Sorry, I do wonder whether there's almost an element of, if we had a new manager in, how, would these guys be getting fitter any quicker? Well, Nolan seems to limp off when we're 1-0 down quite often. I don't know too whether, comfortable. whether too that is comfortable. the case or not. Too nice. I, I, I don't know, but like I say, the, in, the injuries are killing us. It's, it's true. They are a massive factor in how we're playing this season. But ultimately, because... Like I say, whatever setup you play, if you put Kane Vincent Young in the team, if you put Flynn Downs in the team, if you put Teddy Bishop in the team, if you put James Norwood in the team, <laughs> if you put Quion Edwards in the team, you could set, you could put like a, Do what you want. A, a monkey in charge, and yep. they'd be able to pick uh, a formation. Joe, just, to, players just, to push back, just to push back on that a bit, the way to um, get through an injury crisis is to have a really solid pattern of play that goes through the entire first team squad, and when players get injured. Others can come in and, and adapt, um, yeah. do the job. And I hate to point at our friends up the road, um, but there might be there might be an example of a solid philosophy. Loads of players out. Okay, huge squad, but um, word, the okay. others can come yeah. in and um, count us. Anyway, but enough also, of that. But when, there, but when there's so many injuries, you do have to accept that you might need to batten the hatch down. If when you lose so much quality, you do need to think. Actually, we just need to pick up some points here because and it's no. It. It's no good losing one nil, two nil every game, and ultimately, no. the last five games we've only scored goals when Plymouth had, had players sent off. Yeah, there is the last. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, there's the last six games. So five points in six games, which obviously is um, relegation form in a season where um, uh, one point per game uh, keeps you know sort of the, the forty six. Um, point total. So, and as Joe points out there, the very late win against Shrewsbury, then here come the two higher up teams, Hull and Charlton, uh, five goals against 0-4, nil-nil at Oxford, the red card, perhaps induced victory over uh, Plymouth. And then Dave, here comes a top team in the, in the um, playoff positions. And, and another defeat. Um, this is deja vu all over again. I mean, I fear for next Saturday, to be fair. Oh, th that's the game, isn't it? And they're sort of running to nicely. It's Peterborough away, isn't it, next Saturday? Um, yeah, that might be. We've done there before, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. I seem to remember a few years ago. Yeah. Um, With Hull wow. manager Grant McCann, I think, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. That, um, yeah, that could be interesting. Um, so there, there's the table, um, Joe. And amazingly, though, and this is how um, one can be still be linked with the Celtic job if you don't know actually what's going on from the outside. Uh, 29 points in 17 games. Yes, if you look below 
and look, points per game. We're probably yeah, but let's not fall into the um, tenth, the mistake we? that a lot of football fans make when they see a game in hand and they just add three points on. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't work like that. But um, your your point is right there, Joe. And we did get punished on points per game last season, didn't we? But um, still, um, Joe, up, up in the up in the top six. Let's let's flip the um, actual narrative. How, how much longer are we going to be in the top six for in this current? Um, state of form given as well and we talk about Burton as well given that we're playing bottom of the league uh Burton who are four unbeaten looking at it um in the next game at home I I, I don't know because it's hard to it's hard to the Burton game and like I say unless we are going to line up 4-4-2 I just don't see that we're going to have enough goals in us to win the game because I, I can just see that being a nil-nil because we just do not create anything in no. the way we're playing at the moment we don't have the right personnel for it and I say I, I don't like you look at Burton and like their last four games, decent decent results. They they thumped Charlton, didn't they, just before we played them? Yeah. By having a game plan against them, getting up around their two centre halves, and I just think every every game we we play, we just show more deficiencies to the opposition managers with regards to sort of how to get at us, and it's not difficult. You just you just play in behind the fullbacks and have runners come into the box because it really it really brought it home to me yesterday being there just how deliberate our play is slow and very deliberate there's no short quick you know staccato time like their first goal and one or two other moves in the game there's just none of that none oh, Dave, of it. very slow uh, I, I very say deliberate this a lot on... very predictable i use that word again dave yes. i say this a lot on the pod though this is league one you only need to produce three or four phases in a game with of quick passing well, we can't do that. We haven't got this Yeah, but at this moment in time, we haven't got the players to do that at this moment no. in time. Just not good enough. Well, we, we started off the season like that, and the first six we games, we, we probably had sort of 20, 30 minute spells in there where we played some decent stuff. But yep. like I say, I like Evans, I know, sort of going back to his statement saying, oh, the fans don't see what's going on by watching it on iFollow. I thought it was worse watching it in the ground yesterday with regards to the oh, oh. slowness of the play. Maybe because Absolutely. I'm watching it on iFollow, I switch off a bit because it's so boring sometimes. <laughs> no, I think you're right. But, it it but, really, yeah. But you see it slow down. Like I said, I, I went with Emma. She doesn't really watch many games of football, but she was sitting there. I've, I've got a quote. So I texted her and she said, why do they keep doing the little passes? It's <laughs> two side to side and they do it too slow. Isn't that what you're supposed to do when you're winning? And that was at quarter past three. She, she get her on, to me. get her on the show. Like, She's now there, yeah. And it's just, tippy, and, tippy, and it's the case, and, and sort of like we 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 have a decent move, and all of a sudden it's like pass, 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 and then it's oh stop, turn back with the ball, have a look round, and it was John Nolan, it was Brett McGavin, even Andre Dazelle wasn't moving quick yeah. enough. Lancaster was going back every time he got the ball, and it just strikes me as that massive lack of confidence running through the team. Everyone's everyone scared to make that mistake, that forward pass. Because Dezel will still try it. Dezel will at, at still one try point, it. Though, but... we, we move up and Dezel has no ball on, so he tries to take a shot. Doesn't come blocked, on. And we've got seven yeah. men in front of the ball at that point. And it's just like, yeah. and it's so slow. They, we, we're so easy to play against with regards <laughs> to getting yourself back in shape, aren't we? Yeah, we really are. You, are. Uh, playing that style, Joe, I, I watched um, Swansea again. I think I'd watched Swansea last time I was on. Um, I watched Swansea uh, on Cardiff. Saturday lunchtime against Cardiff. And um, when you play that style, you have to be incessant. You have to, yeah. okay, move it, move it, move it. Can't find the space. Back yeah. into the centre-halves. Switch sides. Can't find yeah. the space. Back into You've the centre-halves. You? You, you have to really, really keep, yeah, like probing, like you say. And um, especially when you only have that, perhaps that, okay, uh, a Nolan or someone can play around the corner, but you've only got one player in Dezel, when Bishop can't drive through the lines, you've only got one player who can progress the ball through the lines with a with a pass there, Dave. It's um it's easy, it's easy as Joe said, easy for teams to play against us because okay, we'll just sit and just let them play in front of us because they ain't gonna play through us because they haven't got some, that. Should we do some Twitter questions, guys? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Who wants to go first? Go on. Dave, uh this is James Chidick. Chidwick, Chidick. Uh what is on your ITFC Christmas nope. wish list? Lambert out, January recruitment, or a fit squad? Oh, I think I, I need personally, all of them. I personally am happening, hap, hoping 
for a KVY for the rest of the season. You've just shown what type of kid you were at Christmas then, Davis. Bro, you can have this present, this present, this present. <laughs> I, want them all. Like, I, want, I want all of them, yeah? No, I think, you know, so Lambert out is probably not going to happen. So, I mean, Christ, yeah, a fit squad. Hang on, what was it? January recruitment. Well, that's probably not going to happen. So, yeah, I'll take two of those. So, yeah, please, a fit squad and, well, a fit KVY from January onwards for the rest of the season. I think we'd probably have a half decent, half decent run. Probably is that important? But yeah, I think fit squad and KBY because the other two sure ain't going to happen, are they? Is there any point in me asking Joe Fairs when one of the options is Lambert out? <laughs> well, I, I think you've just got to get him out and find a manager who can organise what he's got. And if the players aren't fit, I'd, I'd rather have a manager that can organise what is Some available players, yeah. <laughs> than than <laughs> just sort of just rely on having better players. Because what's going to what's going to happen if we do by some miracle get promoted? And as you quite rightly said, someone said yesterday, you know, there's still these championship managers und- getting <clears throat> championship managers under pressure now. So those managers that are currently left on the shelf, so to speak, i.e. Cowley, perhaps, Cook, perhaps, probably aren't going to be on the shelf much longer. Just to plug another podcast, the um, NTT20 podcast, they have a yes, they released an interview with out, um, yeah. Paul Cook. It was just those two having a chat with Paul Cook and Danny Cowley. And you just... Just listen to them how they want to set teams up and things. It's just like, oh, it's just please give it, give him a job. <laughs> um, Joe, we, this is Mark uh, Parmenter um, at Mark Parmenter eight. Uh, seven other Mark Parmenters uh, that maybe more if Mark got there fairly <laughs> early in the Twitter game. There, uh, Mark asks. Sorry, I feel, I feel bad. Mark put a question. It feels like I'm mocking. It might only be eight. Absolutely, Parmenter the eighth. Beheaded, survived, married, died, whatever. Um, (laughs) uh, Which player is the most misused by Lambert? And he had surely Jackson as he struggles in the lone striker role. And we are, quote, terrible playing two up front. Um, Joe, you've talked about, and I think we'll agree about the pattern of play, etc. But um, is he putting players in the wrong, either in the wrong positions or asking him to do things that they can't do. Um, who stands out in that regard? Uh, maybe Jackson or other than? Well, yeah, it, well, it probably is Jackson just because he, you see where he, he doesn't hold that central position. He likes to roam off and he tries to get in those, run those channels. And I say, you, after he scored the winner against Plymouth, he's interviewed by the club sort of, um, well, the club media on the ITFC official account. And it's basically saying, I like to play with a partner up there, whether it's Norse or Drins or Hawk or whoever it is. I, I like to <laughs> play with, I like to play with someone. And the, um, Diamond yeah. <laughs> we, And he's just like, oh, are we, I just seem to play better. We, we learn each other's game. And it's just like, he is a player that needs a partner. And if he isn't going to... If you want to play him through the middle, you're wasting your time. He's he's done okay there, to be fair, but you're wasting your time trying to play him in that role, and you're wasting our time as fans, and you're just wasting everyone's time in that role within there. He scored a, he scored eleven goals and set up seven yesterday. Playing, playing sorry, time. last season playing in a partnership, didn't he? So Slack he can up. do it. <laughs> hey, honestly, he's he's tell me out of this. I'm it. joking. Don't I'm, waste Joe Fair's time. Don't. <laughs> Don't I'm on the do it, money. I'm on the cusp of a Huddersfield away meltdown of three seasons ago. I think. <laughs> I think Joe Fairs will be if we waste more of his time. Uh, Joe, interestingly, for those watching on YouTube, did divert to the um, the handle grip, but strangely, with less liquor in the jar, has now gone. <laughs> yeah, gone it was a waste of weight thing. It was a arm round, thing. arm round the shoulder thing. Um, whose question is it? Uh, it might be David. Me. Go on. Um, this is ITFC Mark, um, who's got very good facial hair by the looks of his picture there. Um, looking at mine, a lot less grey, and mine doesn't join up like Mark's is. I'm I'm rather jealous. Um, if each of you were in his position right now, would you keep going and take the salary, or would you show some respect and arrange an exit package? Now, Dave, I know this is a kind of um, spurious question. However, let's just talk about the mindset of somebody who's been in a highly competitive industry full of alpha males for 20 or 30 years who's being paid very, very good money. Um, I know what a lot of How is the freelance musician scene these days, Ben? (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. um, Yeah, that's a a very... um, I I won't say what I was going to say about what my industry is full of. um, Spiders and snakes. There we go. Um, Dave. 
Um, just get into the head of of Lambert here. Of course, he's not going to. Uh, Mark's question is, walk. yeah, exactly. This he's this is what we need. No, he isn't. He isn't going to walk. No, no, no. I mean, we, we'd all love him to think there's a degree of decency there, and he's going to walk out on his contract. But it's not sadly not going to uh, sadly not going to happen. I don't think. No, he will be. Um, else, I, I hopefully at some point he will get to the point where it, he'll be pushed rather than walk. I should imagine. You, you worry it becomes a game of poker. Ego, very, very few managers walk, do they? I, don't, you, I can't. You, like I say, you worry it just becomes, becomes a game of poker between him and sort of Evans. Who's chicken, gonna blink, or chicken, yeah. yeah who, who's going to blink first? Because, yeah. because Lambert isn't going to blink. Why should we he? Have, why, would he? And, why, yeah, why should he? Why should he? Why would he? Four years left on his contract. He's not going to get another job after this, is he? Well, the, and the only reason he would blink is the self-preservation. And Mick talked about the the Mick McCarthy brand. But we, we know from Lambert's oh. last few jobs that he hasn't necessarily done as good a job as Mick did at protecting oh. the, the Paul and Lambert think, brand. From no, I think they're different characters as well. I mean, yeah, it's uh, certainly, as it seems now, as pragmatic as each other, but I think that's about it. I think they're pretty different characters there. Well, one, I think one's an extremely good people person and one isn't, um, put it that yeah, way. Um, I think so. uh, Joe... This is from our own Craig, and I just want to look at it from the other way. We tried to look at it in Lambert's head, uh, but this is a perfectly reasonable question. If you were an ambitious manager or player, why would you join um, Ipswich? And I mean, you and I have had this conversation privately, and we've done it in the in the WhatsApp group, where I've um, you know maybe upset our own WhatsApp group by saying why why would these managers want to come? Um, and Joe, your argument was sort of well below the championship. It, it doesn't get a lot better, does it? Just, just no, quickly, I mean, can I just say, just quickly, did you hear that Nick Ames on um, GB show this week? Go on. Well, John, I mean, Joe, yeah, yeah, just, just, you're nodding. I mean, he yeah, I was, was going to say this, but he basically said that summed it up perfectly because he's in the national media and yeah. Sort of, I'd spoken to him about the piece he'd done about Ipswich, and he just said the sort of numbers it hit on the website. Ipswich is a like sleeping giant isn't the right term. There's still there's still a team which has a level of respect in the game from onlookers and basically Throughout Europe as well. We can tell you from running this podcast, Joe, as well. And even like I say, I'd listened to one of the Kings of Anglia pods this morning with Pim Balkerstein of all people, and he was just saying, "Oh, as soon as you say Ipswich Town, everyone knows who you're talking about." And it's just it is a case, and I think people are too quick to downplay both the football club and the town with regards to what it what it can offer. Well, yeah, it's not, reminded, it's not a big city like Brighton or Southampton, but ultimately we're sort of an hour on the train from London. It's it's a nice part of the world to live in. You've got all the coast to one side and sort of London the other side. It's, it's, it's not far. And yeah, like I say, it's a, it's a small town. It's not brilliant, but we've got a big 30,000 stadium. In League One last year, we were still averaging 20,000 supporters. We've got a huge catchment area for fans, a huge catchment area for the academy. We've still got a Category 2 academy and it's still producing players. This is this is still a good job. You've got the issue that, well, for some for some managers it's an issue, for some it's a privilege, but you've got, you've got an owner who is not the best decision maker in football, I think he's putting it mildly, but you've also got an owner who stays out of the way and lets the manager manage. He doesn't interfere with re- recruitment. He doesn't tend to get on top of things. And when, and when it works, I'm sure Mick McCarthy, for example, would say, oh, it's brilliant here. The first few years under Evans before the fans turned because he had free reign to do what he wanted as long as he could produce results. He was he was given the support to do so off the pitch. And yeah, we're, we're not a big budgeted club, but ultimately we've got a, we've got a guy who's worth six, seven, eight hundred million pounds who's, who will just write the checks at the end of the month to pay the bills. And He's, he's not going anywhere. And I say, you look at, like I say, just to talk about people we've spoken about previously, Danny Cowley, they've managed what, Concord Rangers, Braintree Town, Lincoln, and then gone to Huddersfield. But ultimately, they're Essex boys. They've shown that they can build a club from the sort of from the ground up in Lincoln, got them back to where they needed to get to. You do the same at Ipswich and get us in the sort of top half of the championship. I'm saying it's, it's not, it shouldn't be too difficult a job to take Ipswich Town from League One to the Championship. Obviously, at that point, it becomes a very difficult job. But I say with some good management, it's going to take some very good management. It's It can be done. And I say you, you compare the potential of us to other clubs in the sort of in the area. Who else are you going to go well, for? Well, I'll tell you what I was going to do. Let me, let me frame you both the question this way. Okay. So um, imagine for one second, uh, Lambert's bad run continues. 
But so does Mark Warburton's at QPR and Paul Warren's at Rotherham. And Dave, imagine middle of January, all three owners decide they're all going to pull the, pull the trigger at the same time. Okay. So, Dave, you're Paul Cook or Danny Cowley. And the QPR, um, so traditionally um, sort of top two tiers, um, some really good seasons, London club comes up. Rotherham, small club, but far seemingly better run than um, Ipswich. And Ipswich comes up at the same time. QPR, Rotherham and Ipswich, Dave. Which job do you take? It's a really good. That's a really good question. That's a very good question. Um, I mean, naturally, you'd think I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd I'd always say Ipswich. But one thing that, again, sorry just to harp back about this interview, one, one thing that did come out is that, you know, amongst the national press and the media and stuff, and even in the game, you know, Ipswich is still, Ipswich itself has still got, you know, football kudos out, you know, outside of the Premier League and even championship, you know, some of the championship. Ipswich has still got, the Ipswich job has still got great kudos to it. And, you know, it would be a, a right feather in someone's cap to, to, to come along, um, be successful and almost reignite what is still seen outside the Premier League and perhaps a part of the championship as a sleeping sleeping giant so to speak i suppose you'd call it because we are we are really but um yeah you'd think ipswich qpr qpr in london and with uh you know with additional glamour to it but again you know look at the size of the club look at the size of the stadiums for christ's sake you get ipswich in the championship and rocking towards the towards the top half of the championship and pushing pushing for the playoffs in the championship you're going to get 24 25,000 in there as we did Back in 14, 15. Well, you're not going to get out of QPR, are you? What is it, 17, 18? If I that. doesn't even hold that. And Rotherham even only that. Seven. But I just thought they were interested. Joe, do you, do you sort of agree? I'm, I'm, I'm just throwing up um, the options that these managers would have at this time. We we thought Cardiff might come up at some point, but uh, Neil Harris won four games on the trot in there um, <laughs> in the in the sort of second quarter. Now, just just answer me the Ipswich QPR Rotherham uh, question. Well, well, at the end of the day, football clubs have ceilings, don't they? And Rotherham ceiling is basically where they are. I, I wouldn't, yeah, I, I wouldn't or, go near there. Five or six places higher, yeah. I, I, I don't think there's much value to be gained as a manager in a Rotherham job. At best, you're going to just keep them up in the championship. That's literally the height of your ambitions, isn't it? And and if Paul Warren gets the boot when he hasn't been able to do that after getting him up twice, then I don't I don't think anyone's going to be able to do much of a better job than him. QPR. Again, it's a championship club. I don't know what their owner situation is like at the moment, but they're, they're not interested. No, and they're not spending. They're sort of still yeah. paying FFP fines and stuff. But like I say, Ipswich has got the most potential of those three clubs. But I say that's that's one. I know it's difficult to see sort of with, without your heart overruling your head in any way. But I just I don't see either of those clubs being able to do what Ipswich could do. But there's there's obviously other clubs that that could sort of that traditionally you'd see as smaller clubs or lesser clubs that would be above us. But at the moment, well, like I mean, say, this season, Joe, the, the, the Derby job has come up and the Forest job has come up. The, 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 those would be ones that you, you might hmm. think managers would go for above us, yeah. wouldn't you? But of like ten, t- 10 years ago, you'd say, I'd have put like Derby, Forest, Ipswich, Norwich, Leicester, Southampton, those six clubs at sort of a very similar level to each other. We're now... Look at Leicester and Southampton now. Well, we're, 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 nowhere, we're nowhere near them now and never will be. For, well, not for a long time. No, we won't. Brutal, brutal. Good stuff, guys. Um, right, before we uh, finish up, I mean, you've kind of stolen my thunder a little bit, but let's just say this on the pod now, Dave. We always beat Burton, apart from when we drew... <laughs> Nil-nil right before the East Anglian derby. But uh, five wins, one draw, zero defeats against Burton. There is the table, Dave. Um, Burton in 24th with 13 points. Ipswich in sixth. Um, We are definitely going to beat Burton, right, Dave? I don't know. I think I'm going to have a few quid on a nil-nil draw. I like the way Joe was thinking about that. Joe was talking about that earlier. Yeah. Um, You would hope, Ben. You you would hope so. You would hope so. but again, you know, whether he's still going to stick with this one up front, and I, I, I just don't know. I think he probably he probably will, and we're going to see a lot more of the same. I'm not aware that any players are going to be available, are they, Joe, that were, were not available Saturday particularly? Possibly. If, if, if they weren't even fit enough for the bench on Saturday, no, you can't imagine going to be fit enough so. to start on Tuesday. I, I fear it's going to be more of the same. I fear that Burton are going to, you know, come looking. As you say, they're obviously quite solid. Four, what, what, four, draw, four draws, is it, on the spin there? Uh, winning, uh, winning, three winning, draw. winning three draw. Yeah, they turn over Charlton. Winning three draws, so they're going to come. They're obviously reasonably solid. They're going to stick men behind the ball. 
it ain't gonna be pretty, I don't think. Um, Joe, do you see any changes? Um, looking at the bench, obviously, uh, Nolan is unlikely to start. Um, now, uh, do you see any changes there, Joe? Maybe Keenan Bennett gets a start ahead of yeah. Jack Lancaster. Yeah, is, is Dobra going to be able to start three games in sort of a week? I, I don't know, but he's sort of playing 90 minutes every week, but. I don't know. I, like I say, per- personally, Nolan injured. I'd, I'd drop back, judge alongside Dazel, put a, put Hawkins up front, and just try and get his playing on the front foot. Yeah, just try and get his playing on the front foot. I thought um, F in two. I thought Dobra. Uh, as Dobra I said was... that quickly, Dave Sean Dyche appeared on my TV screen. Yeah, people, wait, no, they haven't turned Arsenal over. <laughs> they tell me they're not beating Arsenal. Uh, Granite Xhaka has just been red carded. Jesus Christ! They in are other terrible. news, water is wet. But, yeah, they. Um, yeah, I've got to say, I thought Dobra was Dobra was probably the pick yesterday. Would you say? You only he said that looked goes on, Dave. Yeah, I thought, he looked, I thought he looked sharp, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, I thought he did okay. There we go. Okay, um, okay. I think um, I think that's our show then, Dave. Um, uh, you can, as ever, follow uh, the podcast on Twitter at Blue Monday ITFC. Over on Facebook, uh, Richard's doing the Instagram. As well, David, answer me yes or no. Is the thing that we had planned for tomorrow night going to happen? I'll stick my neck out and say yes. Yes. So we may have some interesting David Diamond related content coming during the week if that um, goes on. 2021 calendar shoot. (laughs) (laughs) Don't like that. Take that video. Just rubbed in strawberry jam or whatever it is. Yeah. (laughs) Is Is that the plan, David? Yeah, not, 20, yeah, it's a bit late. For, to be yeah. fair, it's a bit late for the market for twenty-one. It's it's an early twenty-two shoot, I think. There you go. There you go. Shoot um, at shoot. David Diamond three on Twitter. He doesn't tweet a lot, but you know, if you want to, if you want to DM the great man, that that be that would be way. Um, Joe Fez, Joe, did Billy get in contact with to to you to do that thing? Oh did yeah, he? I've got to do that. Yeah. It. So no, do you want to no, yeah. plug that, Joe? Yeah, he's just asked me some questions to answer for the EFL podcast, which I need to do now. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's missed the deadline. So Joe will appear on the EFL podcast at some point when he actually records the audio. Where do we find you on Twitter, Joe? Just at Joe Fares. And you are more active than um, than, uh, Dave and quite insubordinate sometimes, I think, aren't you? Yeah, well, I've I've hitched myself to the wagon. (laughs) Hang on a minute. Where's the button I press? There we go. Sorry, go on. <laughs> yeah. Well, like I said, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, like I said, I'm, I'm, as we all are, I'm worried about the future of the club and another yeah. season in this division is going to really, really hurt us. And we need to be doing what we can to get out of it. And like I say, I know, I know there's a number of fans that have decided to boycott games and stop spending their money, which I totally understand. For those that aren't, I'd, I'd urge them to make themselves heard in the ground, especially if results go like they did yesterday. I, yeah, I think another season at this level and we're done. We're done for a few seasons. That's and we ha- that important. Yeah, just and- to sort of go back to where we were. But when when the players came out, yes, they got really good reception from the fans. But the, yeah, atmos- the atmosphere turned in that game. And by the end of it, like I say you could probably tell my throat is a little bit hoarse from sort of shouting at the end of it there. But I think, like I say, people are saying boycotting is the only way that Evans is going to listen. For me... Like I say, each, each to their own. But I think when only two thousand fans can go to the game, that two thousand is going to sell out every single game, no matter what happens. Because at the end of the day, we had twenty thousand fans last year. You aren't going to get more than ninety percent of the fans boy, boycotting it. If if you aren't boycotting it, get to the games. And if things carry on as bad as they are, make make yourself heard because that is that is what Evans is going to listen to. He is, he is not going to like what he heard yesterday. And if we play as poorly as we did yesterday. Um, sorry, on Saturday, as we against Burton on Tuesday, then he needs to know that he can't just <laughs> sort of keep sitting on this because it is not going to help him and it's not going to help us. And uh, for those people who uh, do complain when we're a little bit um, laughy and jokey, obviously we're all mates. We have to make a podcast. We can come on here and moan for an hour and rant and rave. I don't know whether, how much you want to listen to that or how much fun that is for us to make or for you to listen to. So please do not mistake our demeanour on here. We are all um, friends. And I did say before the pod went on that, guys, the, the Twitter feed's an absolute shit show at the moment. Let's just let's just have a bit of a laugh. So please don't mistake mine uh, in particular or anybody else's demeanour as <laughs> we don't care. We are worried, but... 
you try making 401 podcasts about this <laughs> since 2015 yeah, and, yeah. and not going going this way. Um, right. Uh, one more quick one. Uh, Richard and Seb will be on live on YouTube um, after the game on Tuesday. Oh. You will not be able to get that down the podcast feed. The only way you can view that show is by subscribing. Oh, well, you don't have to subscribe on YouTube, but you have to watch it on YouTube. We would like you to subscribe. They'll be live straight after the game. You can, of course, watch it after the fact um, tomorrow or the next day. And if you are in the live stream, you can support the podcast via the Super Chat method there. Um, help us out as well if you go to the Acast app, where I would recommend you listen to the audio for this show and hit the um, support button there. You can give us a little bit of a donation. Obviously, the podcast is free. We put a lot of hard work into it. We're paying for some technologies. We got the season ticket and all of this jazz, there's equipment and, and whatnot. So anything you do um, you do donate will go back into the um, the podcast. Um, Dave, any famous last words? Onwards and upwards, Ben. Onwards and upwards. Onwards and upwards. Um, Joe, any famous last words or should I just do that? Yeah, yeah that's say. <laughs> Time's it, up. Um, goodbye. Just a quick plug, at Benjamin Bloom on Twitter. And if anyone didn't see it, I spoke with Kevin Phillips for an hour and there's a good... Um, four or five minutes on Ipswich and him nearly joining Ipswich and um, that business. So go and check that out at my um, YouTube channel, which is doesn't house the Blue Monday stuff now, um, just houses uh, championship stuff and things of that nature. Anyway, enough pimping of my wares, David. Um, if Mikey was here, he would say, be careful what you wish for, but then would have to apologise for it in a statement later in the week. So with that being said, be careful what you bloody wish for. <laughs> The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.